welcome back to Her Through the Grapevine. I am your host and lead winestress, Lex, and today I have with me someone so super special. In honor of Mother's Day, I have my very own with me today. Hi, Mama. Hey. So my mom is joining us for today's episode, and it is definitely going to be fun-filled, um, <laughs> so I'm really excited about it. So to go ahead and kick us off, Mom, we start off with a segment called You Know the Vibes. And we just will share a song to kind of like set the scene um, of the episode each. So do you have any any songs, any music on your spirit that you would like to share? Um, you know, I love Tasha Combs, so I love You Know My Name. Tasha? Combs. It's Cobbs, Mama. Cobbs. You call her Combs. <laughs> like, you like your ditty. Yeah. You know my name? Why does that come mm-hmm. to you? Because I have gone through so much and every time God has pulled me out and it's just I'm I'm just his his child. We're all his children, but you know what I'm saying? He has just pulled me out. I'm his special own. So that's that's why I feel that way. You know, I went to the doctor for an appointment, you know, something I might have to get some surgery and I've had surgeries before and the doctor was like you made this one, you made that one. And it wasn't that I made it. God knew my name and he just had his hands on me. So that's why I just, that song just speaks to my spirit. You should talk about it a little bit more um, because you're a breast cancer survivor. Yeah, breast cancer survivor. They found cancer in my stomach. I've had cancer in my thigh, like sarcoma. And, you know, it, it's just like, I'm still here. The surgeries that they were talking about for me, um, basically high risk was going to take all of these hours i may not survive them and here i am and it's not by me it's not the doctors it's the grace of god that has done this so when i hear that song you know my name i know that god knows me and knows my name you know and that's just my my testimony because he does and I'm going to have another surgery that's coming up and just praying, you know, that it will go well too, like all the others, you know, so. You know my name. It's beautiful, yeah. Love it. <laughs> well, be in love. 
Uh, okay, so I feel good. We set the tone. We got our music going. All right, you. so we have officially begun. Are you excited? Yes, I'm excited. This is new for me, so I'm trying to be with you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to play a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we normally play at parties, but I'm going to play it with you called okay. Never Have I Ever. Have you heard of that game? No, I've not heard of that game before. Oh, we gotta get out more. So never have I ever, never have I ever is um normally like a social game. So you kind of just go back and forth about experiences that um you have not had that other people might have had. So you usually play with most people play with five fingers, maybe ten if you're trying to play a longer game. But we can just do three. And if I I'll say something that I've never done. If you have done it, you have to put a finger down. If that, if I say something that you have done again that I have not done, you put another finger down. And the person. And they put them down as we for each one, each thing that you've done. Yeah. Okay. So then the first person that has no fingers left is out. So then the other person wins. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Cool. So the first um, it's not really a big question, but the first uh, never have I ever I guess for me is never or for you never have I ever smoked a cigarette. Okay. Okay. You want to tell the story? Yeah. So silly me. So in high school, I bought a pack of cigarettes. I probably was maybe a sophomore or junior. I bought a pack of cigarettes because I saw everybody else smoking. And then, um, oh, actually, let me go further back than that. So Uncle Pete, he used to leave his cigarette butts in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I would light them and be like, ah, eh, you know. So then that wasn't enough. So then I snuck and bought a pack of cigarettes and I was smoking one on the way home from school, like and blowing out all this smoke. And it was so funny because somebody kept saying, and as I was walking, stop wasting it. Stop wasting it. I'm like, stop. Wait, what does he mean? And then I guess he just meant that I was inhaling it too much and just blowing all the, I guess there's an art to smoking a cigarette. So. Mm -hmm. I never bought any again, and I threw them away. Let's <laughs> stop wasting it, man. But it's like, eh, I don't need this. So I threw them away. Look at you. <laughs> so how, how did you become interested? Like, did your friends smoke at the time? Or are you I just was like? A lot of friends back then. I was walking home just by myself, and I just don't know what made me just go and buy a pack of cigarettes. Try, you know, you try to do things, I guess, because I saw other people doing it. You know, but it's just like, oh, let me just try. So I would just put it like that and just say, and then all this smoke. And it's like your jaws don't go in and go out like that. So then I knew, okay, this is dumb. Not for me, you know. So mm -hmm. that was just, huh? No, I was listening. Yeah. So, I mean, that that was just it. You know, I didn't do it anymore. But I know Uncle Pete used to leave his in the, like, the butts in the bathroom when I was light and. And, and try to, and I'm like, what is that? You know, it just had a nasty taste. And I'm like, well, okay, maybe a whole cigarette would be good. But yeah. What kind did you buy? I think I might, he smoked something called Cool K-O-O-L. Oh, yeah. They still mm -hmm. make those, don't they? In the green pack? I Honestly, I don't know. Because I guess they sell, did they sell cigarettes at Walgreens or anything? I don't know. I don't pay attention. And it's so funny, you don't pay attention because most of the, you know, you probably will go in the gas station. I don't even know where I bought them from back then. But what I'm saying is now, since we 
pump gas at the pump outside the car. I yes. don't see people buying, you know what I mean? I would see them in the store. Now, unless you go in Walgreens, I see people buying cigarettes, but I don't even pay attention to what kind they get, what kind is there or nothing. Because, you know, I don't, I don't know. Because I feel like they did a lot of advertising for the cool cigarettes. Mm -hmm. It's cool with a cat. Yeah. He was cool. And then his, you know, Olivia was smoked something. I think they were called Viceroy or something. Yeah, I ain't never heard of that one. She's yeah. a happy smoker. Yeah, she, and I think she stopped, you know, so. Okay, because she was having some health complications. We yeah. COPD, I think. Yeah, COPD and coughing a lot and everything. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that about it. <laughs> uh, okay, what's yours? You got to give me one. I'll do one. Let's see. Never have I ever missed a flight. I knew you was going to say this one. I don't know why I knew you were going to say this one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then you had to, what, get a whole, you got to, did you have to pay for another plane ticket and you lost that money and everything? Uh, don't remind me. So everyone who knows me knows that I have a hard time around the concept of time. Um, and I've been working on it steadily through the years. I'm much better than I used to be. And I think people have to give me credit for that. But um, in this case, I think I was coming home. I'm pretty sure I was coming home for like yeah Thanksgiving or Christmas break mm -hmm. and in college. And I ended up using one of those third-party student websites where you get kind of like discounts on flights. I think it was Student Universe, one of those mm -hmm. types of things. But the, the catch-22 with those websites is once you pay for the flight, there are mm -hmm. no refunds, there are no cancellations, and you can't change the flight. So if you miss it, or if you can't go for whatever the reason, you don't get that money back. So this happened more than one occasion. This has not happened on more than one occasion. I think you I missed think Okay, well, maybe the second time I didn't lose the money. But in this scenario, I missed the flight probably by, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes or something like that. And I think long, I, hmm? long time. I could see if it was one or two minutes. But <laughs> you got to make it first. I think that it was probably round trip, a little bit over $300 that just kind of went down the drain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't remember if I was able to use the flight coming back. Something about it. I don't. I don't know if I was or not. But I know that flight there. Um, I lost the money for that, so yeah. I have not missed the flight. I've been close, but mm -hmm. I haven't missed the flight since. Right. Okay. I have not. And what's good about it now is that the airports are, you know, COVID and stuff, not as packed as they used to be. I think they're getting that way again. But um, mm -hmm. I haven't had any issues with flights. Very good. You learn no, no, don't patronize me. <laughs> but yes, that's my my flight story. Mm -hmm. Um, my second one for you. Never have I ever. Never have I ever got too lit at a restaurant and had to be transported out. Yeah, that was another embarrassment. So again, going back to high school, and a few years after that. I would try, um, okay, so Red Lobster had the best Long Island teas. And because they taste so sweet and so good back then, I would just chug it up, chug it up, chug it up, not knowing that 
you're gonna start feeling high or whatever it is. And so I don't think high from alcohol. I'm not well you what is drunk. I'm sorry, drunk. Well high drunk or whatever. So yeah, I, I drank about three and I think way back then, so guys, I'm fifty-two now, so that was probably when I was what, twenty or something, twenty one. I don't know. But <clears throat> I drank probably three and I think back then Red Lobster had them like half off. It was some type of deal they had. And I just thought, oh, these are so good. They're so good. And it caught up with me. I went to get up, I could not walk and basically your dad had to kind of carry me out of the restaurant. And you're talking about embarrassed because it's like, this is not ladylike. This is nothing. And honestly, I don't think I had one after that because it's like, oh, you know, I drank stuff like back then, like, um, what is it called? Amaretta Sour, Tom Collins and stuff like that back What's in the Tom day. Collins? I don't even know what it is. It's just something that back then it tasted good. It's I don't know if it's on the lines of a, um, amaretta sour or not and there's some type of other drink that's related to amaretta sour so back then i really did like to drink it was because sweetness and everything but then knowing that afterward it catches up with you so yeah he had to kind of <laughs> carry me out of um red lobster and i was so embarrassed you know after i came up since i'm like oh god this is not ladylike and da da this and da da that but you know what happens to the best of us, so never again. I mean, it was probably too late to see people staring at you, so at least you couldn't be that embarrassed. But when, once I came to my senses, I was just like, eh, embarrassed and like, this should not have happened. And, you know, but the good thing is I was with him, you know, as opposed yeah. to God knows if, you know, I've only been with him. But what I'm saying is, what if I was somewhere at a party with some people and decided to leave and then got in the car and tried to. Which I don't think I would have done it, but just you just don't know. With a Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Wake up somewhere you don't want to be. So it's like, mm -mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hopefully not. <laughs> See, you know my name. He had me. Right. He wake up and be like, who are you? Like, who are you? Right. <laughs> oh, jeez. But I'm the other thing I was going to say about that is that at least it wasn't in the age of like social media and cell phones. So nobody has the video. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause if they did, Oh, I would be so embarrassed. So embarrassed, you know, but yeah, but back then growing up, I did like my coolers and long Island teas. And like I said, Tom Collins, Amber Sours and Cosmos, all those sweet kind of drinks. And those are the thing. Once you, you drink it too fast and you think, Oh, it tastes like a Slurpee. Give me another, give me another. And then before right. you know, yeah. It says a Tom Collins is the is um gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, and club soda with um lemon and cherry for God. I didn't even know what it is, but that lemony type of thing, you know, and a mandura sour. That was another one. I don't know if it's called mandura something. Yeah, that one. I never heard of. Yeah, it's kind of on the lines of an amaretta sour, but I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. But it's something. Some a Midori sour. Madura, I mean, Midori. Maybe that's what it is. And what is in that one? Mm -hmm. Let's see. Midori. Oh, Midori, which I've heard of that liquor. Ooh, vodka, lemon juice. I know Midori was a liquor. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. I think I've had a drink like this before. It's like a very green. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Juice. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's probably like one of those sweet and sour type type drinks. But the thing about, because I like Long Island too, 
Uh, I had one recently that really kind of like messed me up because it was just way too much liquor in there. Because that's the thing with Long Island, it's like it's a hodgepodge of different liquors. It is, and you have to be really careful. And in fact, I know, I know some people who you know way back in the day. So you do have to be careful with alcohol because it does work on your organs, like your liver. You can get cirrhosis of the liver, you know, and all that. If people you know are drinking hardcore stuff, so you gotta be careful. With Frequently, that. yeah, it's like you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to tell a story, but I'm not. What? Just in case they might listen. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't ever put your business. You know, people. It ain't my business, but I ain't, I'm not. <laughs> just, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna say, summertime vodka. You remember? You, remember? <laughs> I, you know, us now. So don't say it. I don't think we're talking about the same thing. Summertime, they were drinking out them canteens. Mm-hmm. It was a, a outing that we were all on together, and then somebody had passed out. Uh huh. Yeah, because they was putting it in a bottle. Okay, we was at an event. They was trying to act like it was water, right? It in right. And then a hundred and five degree weather with an index of one fifteen. Hello, Palma. I think I just got overheated. You think? Why did you have to call nine one one? I don't understand. You were drinking vodka. Is vodka white, right? It's you're white. Drinking- it is. And now you pull up. It's water. Hmm. And you're in like over hundred degrees weather, no wind blowing or anything. And you had to call nine one one. And you over. I really don't understand, but oh well. But I can't talk because. Like I said, I got carried out of Red Lobster. So. When you were 21, not when you were 61. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I was like, I don't know what happened. I guess you do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so it's your turn. The flight, is that yours? Uh, okay, well. No, no, that you- was mine, so you got to give me one. No, oh, oh, I just thought about something. Never have I ever had my chin zipped up in a coat. Oh, Lord, that gave me a, what, like a PTSD. So what happened? How about that, you know? I think I was probably like five, maybe? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. um, it was a cold St. Louis winter, and you were putting my little, it was a coat, or it must have been one of those big, um, remember those big puffy suits kids used to wear? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it was. But you were standing when I did it. Yeah. Huh? You were standing up when it happened. I know I was standing up. You were getting me ready to go out the door, and you actually zipped up my skin in that coat. And I've never forgotten it. That It's not funny. That was scary. That hurt. Yeah. No, yeah. I got a scar on my neck or something. Yeah, you do. I didn't trust you with zipping me up for a long time. <laughs> yeah, every time I even try to do something with a zipper, you jump to this day, and you're, what, 26? Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember that one time you locked me in the bathroom on accident because you was playing too much? <laughs> and the doorknob got stuck, everybody. And that, it just kept twisting and twisting and we couldn't get it open. She was screaming to the top of her voice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, I'm only the shoes like, see, you play too much. <laughs> no, she was saying more than that. She was mad. She was crazy about you. She was so mad at me. And you was screaming and couldn't get out the bathroom. And Uncle Pete, I think we had to try to call the fire department, but he came and got the, I think he had to take the doorknob off or something. Daddy was upset. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop playing. Stop. 
Yeah. Or that, remember that the one time uh, we were going over to the house and we got on the bus. We got off two stops too early. <laughs> or was it three or four? Because we had to walk nearly eight blocks to get to the. And it was again a hundred and some degrees weather. And you got a very nice tan. And when you got on that couch, you went to sleep for about four hours. I guess you were wiped out. It was probably, yeah, it was hot. We probably walked like a mile, to be honest. I think we did. Yeah, because, and, and grandmother, what you listen to that lady for? That lady didn't know nothing. <laughs> oh, she had some choice words. No cussing words, but just the tone of her voice and the look. Mm-hmm. She said, mm-hmm. you needed to say. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so I think I got one finger left. You you got one left too. Yeah. Yeah. Right, what's the last one? What's one that we could do? Um, I'm trying to think of if I've done this because I don't think I have. Never have I ever. Oh no, that's not even true. I'll say because it don't matter. Never have I ever gone off on a coworker in like my adult job professional environment. Say a manager, like a. She was a manager. Okay, that's even better because I went off on co-work, but never have I ever gone off on my manager. Okay. Y'all, what happened was... See, <laughs> what happened was... <laughs> this lady just did not like me, okay? She really didn't. You know, being a minority, sometimes you just feel like you, you don't fit in and you should. Not minority, black. Yeah. So... She, for some and anybody who knows me knows I am cheap as dirt. I everything can be five dollars, is what your daddy said, you know, my husband. But I, I, I am such a cheapster, I find everything on sale five dollars or less or seven, you know, or whatever. So, in doing that, you know, I'm a clearance queen, and, and a lot of people are shop on the clearance where I get all kind of stuff on clearance. And if you, you can't see the rest of the room right now, it looks like a store because I can guarantee I can point to everything and say, oh, that was $2, that was 3 that was whatever. So saying all that to say, I will go to work every day with something different. Oh, because I felt like I wanted to be professional in the corporate world, you know, just dressing and everything. And then, you know, our hair, we are so blessed to be able to do so many different things with our hair, you know, from crochet to sewing to wigs to ponytails or whatever we want to do. And if we want to change it every day, that's our business, right? So she already didn't like me just for whatever reason. We all know. And she had a problem with me coming in with something new every day or different hair. Is that your real hair? And she would just say it in front of everybody. And she said it to me like three times. So. And the fourth time, I guess it must have been really looking good this day or something. And I'm not bragging, but what I'm saying is, I'm what, sitting in my- you didn't say like what race she was. She, yeah, well, she is Caucasian, you know. And like I said, I don't have anything. I, you know, being a child of God, I love everybody. I just don't like when you treat me. You know, you know what I mean because of my skin color or whatever. But so. I'm sitting at my desk just typing, just doing my work. And she's going by to talk to another co I can't um, So, and then, so, but she, she's sort of like, it's like as if you pull a horse to stop. That's how she's stopping. It's like, is that your real hair? It wasn't even like, hey, how you doing today or whatever. Is that your real hair? And then I just went off. I'm like, you got a lot of nerve. Every time you ask me, is that my new hair? Is this my new shoes? Is that my my this, whatever? It is none of your business. What if I ask you if those were your real blue eyes? And I mean, when I when I say I'm pretty calm about mm-hmm. things, 
you know, I just let it roll up, but I had it with her picking on me about how many pairs of shoes I have, how many different hairstyles I have. It's not her business, you know, and it was just a joke. And I think, you know, she was a little on the heavy set too, which I didn't have a problem with that because I just feel like whether you're heavy, skinny or whatever, you still can be a beautiful person. And, and, you know, but she, she just had a problem with me because I was teeny and I guess I came in with new stuff on our time. And who am I being a, what I am, how dare I come in with a new outfit every day, a new hairstyle every other day. But no one told you to go and buy a $350,000 house and a $50,000 car. So if you want to come in with the same pair of black pants, that's your business. I don't, you know. Then I'm not looking at that. It's just people do what you want, but don't look down on me because, see, I've managed my money different. I can't afford that. But what I do like to do, my hobby is shopping and dressing and doing different things. So why would you pick on me because of that? Mm-hmm. It's a heart issue she had. Mm-hmm. And jealousy. And mm-hmm. I think what you were like alluding to before, a lot of times people, especially in corporate America, feel like black women should have, or black people in general, but black women specifically should have less. Who are you to show up in this way? Who are you to be as confident as you are? And they always mm-hmm. feel like that they got to like knock us down a level by, you know, saying yeah. like that and putting mm-hmm. us in that position. So how does she respond? All I know is you heard typing and everything, typing, typing, and they got, we had carpet on the floor, but I tell you what, if you could hear anything, you could hear the pen. It was quiet as a because I it just came out. And I guess the type of people like I person I am is I just let stuff be, and try to let it go, but it just came out. And then she I can't say the person's name. So she went and they were whispering. She talked to the lady who she was going to see and they was just whispering and whispering and probably saying how dare Michelle. I wanted she this is what I've never asked her about her whatever again and I didn't say anything, you know. Right. Yeah, and then they'd be trying to like play the victim role as though you were the person that was in the wrong way. You wronged me. You yeah. can't be a and you offended me. Yeah, and she did it over and over. And it's something, you know, we forgive. You know, we're supposed to forget. But I just haven't forgotten how she treated me because I, I never forget. Again, we were in the, um, I was in the break room. And, uh, I, you know, the old, everybody probably know the old fashioned ponytails where you put your own hair up. And then you would wrap the ponytail around or whatever. And, and you know, who used to do those? Um, Dorian would do them on me. And they would be so cute. And I would come to work, you know, just, again, learning to dress professionally like a lady and professionally and, and presentable or whatever. And then I was, she was passing me by in the break room. Is that your real hair? Again, what does it matter if it is or isn't? You got common sense enough to know if my hair was this length. Right. And then it's this lane. Mm-hmm. It is mine because it's on me. But you, what does it matter? Is it making or breaking your pocket? It's just ignorance, you know, ignorance and it's hatred. It's like their their way of trying to passively agree. And really, that was very aggressive. But in their way of, of passively aggressively putting us in our place. What was mm-hmm. I supposed to say? No, this is actually not my real air. This is actually a wig. What is uh-huh. it? Obviously, if you got common sense, you know that it's a wig, but whether it's a wig or it's my real hair, I'm still cute. Yeah. But you know what? The thing is, you, you people never know what you might go through. And see, there, there was another lady who used to do that to me and um, in another department. And to this day, she's wearing wigs. And you know why? Because she ended up with cancer. And and I I just I prayed with her and I'm like I'll be praying for you you know I hope everything's okay. So after her cancer and all the chemo and stuff, 
she loves wearing wigs. She comes in with different ones all the time. She's you white. Know. Huh? She's white. Yeah, she's white. And I love her. She's really, we got, you know, close after that. But it's just right. that she used to do me like that all the time. And it's like, why? It, it's almost like you feel as if you're being hated on for just trying to do something that's for you. Because you don't know why I'm wearing a wig. You don't know why. And it's really not your business. It's one thing about wigs and hair and all that. It's fun. Yeah. Because. One, you can go buy one that's, I don't want to say I'll get a blind one. You know, not for me. But if you want to get some with color or whatever, it's just fun to change up. And you don't have to put the chemicals on your hair to change. And they got so many different styles that, you know, you can look different if you want to. But, you know, it just almost seems like a thing of when people act like that, they want to point out, oh, you know, by the way, she has a wig on, y'all. You know, although she looks cute, but that's a wig. That's not her hair. Exactly. I don't even see why the effort is wasted on that. But so to this day, when I see her, and I'm not talking about the one that I, you know, lost my cool with, but the one who would do that in one of the other departments, she wears them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, hey, you know, your hair looks really nice. She's like, oh, it's a wig. I'm like, that's okay. I didn't need to know that. I just want you to know your hair looks nice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really cute on you, you know, or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then that's another misconception that like white women or non-black women don't wear wigs or hair pieces when they do. And that's just as okay. You know, they try to make it seem like only black women wear them because we don't got no hair or whatever the case may be. And that's just not true. Like, no. you said, um, I yeah, love I- wear wigs because it's fun. I can change mm-hmm. up the length. I can change up the uh, mm-hmm. curl pattern and style. I can, because I, I like to wear wigs. I'm trying to get into wearing more with like color because I dyed my hair uh, a couple of I think 2019, it was so cute because it had like a little blonde streak, but it also did some damage, so I ended up cutting it, and now it's probably the healthiest that it's ever been, so mm-hmm. I like to wear a wig so I can make sure that it, it stays protected and stays healthy. Yeah, and wearing a wig is quicker. You could just slap it on and go out the house. You don't have to put heat on your own hair, and and it's just fun changing up. You know, this is a wig right here, and I just love it. I just have to make sure it, the curls stay in place. But I've got a little color in it, too. Is that right? Yeah, I, actually, when I bought it, I thought it was another color, but I think it's, you know, I don't want to say, see, I don't get into all the big colors, but I'm just trying to see, is it a little purple, you know, because I usually do like um, Auburn with black or something like that, but I think it has some burgundy or purple, but I have gotten so many compliments on it, you know, and it's just fun. It's just fun to do. Yeah. One thing I wish I would have done when I was younger is wore more color, like, um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can only wear so much color in a professional environment and be, you know, the professional. Yeah, I see, yeah. But I, I wish I would have worn more purples. And, because I can wear lots of stuff. Purples, blondes, reds, if I wanted to do greens and blues when I was like a little girl or a teenager. I don't think it was in back then like it is now. Because honestly, if you would go somewhere with some blue or green hair, people would be like, ooh. And see, now more of that is happening and it's it's kind of like more acceptable if you see somebody with some blue hair because i mean one time i was like oh my god her hair why blue but now you see it so often you don't even like you don't really pay attention that's just what people are doing now Now i don't even think about it that way and a lot of the celebrity girls who wear wigs and stuff they're wearing like bright and like not crazy crazy colors anyway so they're definitely all the time blue green i it's not for me i i just you know that's just not for me but other people do it you know hey 
Yeah. Yep. Do your thing. Make yourself, you know, make yourself feel good. You know, it's it's fun just to do, you know, the makeup and the wig and all, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's our partners in wine game. That was fun. Never. Now you play Never Have I Ever for the first time. Yeah. But uh, we can move into our next segment, which is the kickoff. Um, it's called The First Sip. So we will pop open our bottle of choice for the week and give our first impression. So thanks to my mom, we are, I'm trying to get it to focus, reviewing a wine called Oliver from the Oliver Winery and Vineyards. Um, This is cool because it's actually a cherry Moscato, which I've never heard of cherry Moscatoes before. And it's described as bright, sweet, um, or it says bright, sweet cherries meet our tropical bubbly Moscato. So I don't know if this is a Moscato Diasti, it sounds like. Um, because it has like a little bit of fizz or carbonation in it. The good mm-hmm. thing about this wine is that it is low in alcohol content. Because one thing about my mom is she does not drink. Um, yeah. very awesome. so I wanted to get her a yeah. wine that's low in alcohol. So it's actually 6.6 alcohol. Yeah. By a lot. Well, that is not a lot, mama. The, I mean, bare minimum is like five. So that's the bar is on the floor. And it actually uh, was cellared and bottled by the Oliver Winery in Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. So we definitely wanted to pick one that is affordable, accessible, and like I said, low in alcohol content. You definitely don't have to drink it. Um, all I really would just take a, a basic gentle sip. I know that's probably a better way to open it. I don't think I open mine. And be careful because that foil gets real sharp and you can cut your finger. Well, I know. <laughs> well, I'm sure you do. Yeah, you do. You're trying to be funny, but I do know. I know I'm just saying, I'm sure you do, but I'm saying that foil is pretty short. I know. Okay. You have your wine glass? Yeah. This one from um, Hobby Lobby last weekend. They had a sale and it was only $5. Oh, this is so pretty. It's got a little gold rim. This is an old daddy, but you know, because I decorated the um, the wine chest with these glasses. I just took this one out because it has. It's like my favorite glass. You want it? You can have it. Take it back with you. No, it reminds, it's like very, um, what's the word? Not medieval, but it feels like something off Game of Thrones, like a chalice. Oh, really? I've never seen Game of Thrones. I, I was an avid watcher, but it just, it seems like it would be like something on there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and pour. You okay. want to pour, like I said, you're just taking a little sip, but generally yeah. you want to pour to, uh, I think they say. Okay. You can see the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I see bubbles. Yeah, I definitely see bubbles. So, um, before we take the first sip, we usually start uh, with our sense assessment, with our three senses out of five. So, we'll start with sight, and then we will move to smell, and then we'll go ahead and taste. So, when we start with sight, we test the viscosity by swirling the wine around in the glass. Yeah, just like that, just like you're doing. You can normally do it by drawing little circles. What do you I, say? See people, I see people doing this. What is this testing again? So one thing it does that I learned is that when you swirl it in the glass, it helps to like get the aromas out of the, um, it helps to get the aromas to rise. So you can like smell it a little bit more and kind of touch, get some of those notes a lot easier. And then the mm-hmm. other thing you're able to test is its um, viscosity. So the viscosity is all about like the thickness or the, you know, thinness of the liquid itself. So wines that are more full-bodied will be higher in viscosity, meaning that they'll be a little bit more thick. And then wines that are lower in viscosity are um, more of your either medium or low-bodied. Is it low-bodied? 
light body, sorry, not low body, light body wines. And normally wines that are full bodied are also higher in alcohol content. And then wines that are um, light bodied are, of course, lower in alcohol content. And you're able to, uh, to test that as well. So how we test viscosity is you swirl it around in the glass like you were doing. Mm-hmm. And then if you see the liquid, oh, I'm doing too much. If you see the liquid kind of sticking to the glass, you are able mm-hmm. to see that it's higher in viscosity. If it kind mm-hmm. of evaporates quickly and it doesn't stick as much, that means it's it's more water has a more watery consistency and it's lower in viscosity. What do you so think? Lower. Yeah, look at you. No, it's up. Because it yeah. doesn't really stick at all. I didn't know wine stuck to it. I've never seen wine stick to a glass, so. Mm-hmm. Not like stick, um, like honey or anything, but the, thick, the thickness or something, right? Yeah, where you can kind of see some of the driplets or the droplets uh, come down afterwards. But this doesn't really stick at all. Okay, it's just like water, you know, just like if you took water and put it in a glass and swirled it around, it wouldn't, you know, stick mm-hmm. to the glass. So it's just like that. It made the bubbles disappear too, I guess, huh? They don't see no bubbles now. But yeah, so that's our sight test. Um, this is definitely a light body wine. Let's go ahead and smell. I wonder if it has like a citrus. I'm trying to think if it has a citrus crisp scent. I'm trying to see if it's citrus or I guess lemon counts as citrus. Maybe. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, lemon. You know it has cherries in it because it's cherry moscato. But yeah. it says cherry, but mm-hmm. y'all can't tell if it's cherries or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely cherries and some other citrusy mm-hmm. like fruits. Um, ready to taste? Sure. Okay, let's cheers. Cheers to Happy Mother's Day, like you, Mama. You. Now what you think you have? Ooh, ooh, that got it to my glycol. You do glycol? <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. I just took a small sip. Mm-hmm. What'd you taste? Um, it's sweet and so when you taste you want to hold for just a second so you can kind of pick up on the notes. Don't just taste the swallow. Taste the fruit, I mean, I don't mm. Ooh, that cherry is strong. And it's also a little um it's definitely very sweet, but also a little bit tart. You get like that but it's very tart. But see yeah. if I I would drink something like this. Yeah. It's, it's tart and and I don't feel any alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely definitely not too um overbearing. I like this actually. I wasn't sure how I would like it because I don't really um get Moscato when I go to the store like mm-hmm. that because normally it is just way, way too sweet for me. Oh, is it? Moscato sweet. Okay. Yeah. I don't oh. I don't like too sweet. Uh, okay, so that was our first tip. So now we're going to go ahead and hop into our uh, topics for this week. Our Heard Through the Grapevine Talks. So first up on the docket, have you heard about um, Bill and Melinda Gates' divorce or pending divorce, looming divorce? No, I have not. Yeah, I just heard about it, I think, literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe How many years married? I think 27. It happened. They announced that they were splitting. They didn't really go into like the details of why they're splitting, but the article did say that they waited until their uh, youngest child was like off to college or old enough to to announce that they're splitting. That's what usually happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder what heard anything about their marriage really. 
Yeah, you never hear anything about him, but I tell you what, yeah, she'll be okay. <laughs> you said she'll be okay. Why you say that? I think she will because as long as they've been married and everything, I'm sure he has her. He's going to take care of her, you know, financially maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll be okay. I, I hate to hear about anybody's marriage splitting, but sometimes if it has to happen, it just needs to happen. Yeah. In a lot of cases, really. Um, yeah. What was interesting that, well, one thing I read in the article is that it didn't seem like a vindictive kind of um, split. I think mm-hmm. Melinda Gates was the one who contacted the attorney and like initiated the process. Oh, wow. But um, I know a lot of the companies that they're connected to and through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, everybody was like nervous, like, what's going to happen in this divorce settlement? Oh, Because right. you know things get split. Yeah. Everything. But I read in the article that it didn't seem like she was, you know, vindictive or angry or anything like that. I think she just got tired and she's just ready to go. Yeah. And, and she may have felt like that for many years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I thought was like, what the heck? Because I just thought about a situation at work, but go ahead. Ooh. A situation at work. Yeah. No, with. A couple of us. Wait, wait, no. You got some work, got some. Anyway, but the other thing that was interesting that I heard about, I haven't done any research, but Bill Gates, for the first 10 years of their marriage, was allegedly meeting up with his ex partner or fiance or girlfriend or something like that, like once a year. Like, what the heck? Not surprising. Well, what is that? that? No, that does not surprise me at all. And the wife probably stayed because she needed to be supported financially and the kids had to get them through college and everything so there's no telling how many times he's been with people i'm sure you know so ain't that attractive you're really not attractive at all when people have money they look beyond looks attractiveness you know what i mean it's just that maybe he was giving them money or something it shouldn't even be about money you know period but but he probably was helping them you know sometimes people become like a leech when they know you have money and everything so say it i hate to hear about anybody i'm sorry i'm yawning a nerd yeah bill gates Mm, he had two two children they got three children two two girls and a boy Mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise me one bit at all yeah one bit you see him yeah, he looks a little promiscuous on the picture. Um, right here? No. Well, maybe that one. Yeah, that one. And then all the way to the left. This one? With the glasses. Let me know. One down. One down. Oh, oh, Lord, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just, like he's like nerdy. In these pictures, he kind of reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite. Who? You know that movie, Napoleon Dynamite. Huh. I don't know if I've seen that movie. You know that movie. I with the boy with the curly hair and glasses. Damn. See, I don't know who he is. It's a, oh, you've never seen Napoleon Dynamite or heard of the, sh- the movie? Never. Honestly, I have never heard of him. Okay. This is my first time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that was an interesting kickoff, especially because they were married for so long. Mm-hmm. There actually was another story that I heard about on Facebook of an older couple. I think they were in their 80s 
And they mm-hmm. actually decided to get divorced. Yeah, a lot of people do that. After a while, you become like roommates and then you're just like, you know, I'm just going to end it. You know, you just don't really. But it has not- something to wait until you're 80, in your 80s and kind of depend on other people to, to leave. Yeah, that I don't understand. Yeah, we are at the seat, you know, 80. That means if you have kids, they're probably 60. And you're getting a divorce, you know. Might as well just stick them last two. You mean not two? Yeah, last exactly. two years out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You gonna get on Match.com? Mm-hmm. Aww. I just found something on the subject of Mother's Day. I was looking in um, these little containers. This is something you wrote me when you were in school. Ma, marvelous humans with children like you, overjoyous people like you, more than enough, special just like you. That's cute. This is something I just found this. I'm like, wow. That's really what cute. else is in this container? That's, but I don't... <laughs> That's special. It's Mother's Day. Yeah, it is. It's just funny how that came up. Uh, Speaking of other things that have come up, have mm-hmm. you... um? seen a recent picture of Serena Williams? She's like sitting on a um, beach chair. I know that um, I wonder if she's using a cream or something. Sure, if it's a cream, I'll show you if I can find a picture. Or is it the lighting? Well, Daddy was showing me a picture of her and um, yeah, it looks like, wow. I'm not sure if it's First of all, Serena Williams is a beautiful woman. She, you know, gets criticized from mostly anti-black people um, yeah. about her looks because she is, you know, like taller, more of like a um, sturdier build, which yeah, yeah. is be more masculine. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always thought that she's like very, you know, beautiful. Oh, but I do. Picture, yeah. she, I, I couldn't tell if she had work done, but now looking at it again, it just looks like she has on the wrong color foundation. But either way, it's very oh, Yeah. You can see it. Uh, it looks like, I don't know if she's using bleaching, cream. Yeah, see, natural beauty is, I just, it, it looks weird like that now. It looks really weird. And like it when looks, I first thought, I was like, did she get like injections or something? Or is the makeup? And see, and her eyes look different. Should have just kind of stayed like she was. You You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't, we all can enhance our stuff naturally, maybe with just makeup, you know, because believe me, and this is not to be funny, but if I take this wig off and take this makeup off, you'll be like, who are you woman? But one thing I, I would rather put makeup on than having some type of poison or whatever, you know, going my body and. It makes me look, because that stuff goes into your bloodstream and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and her eyes, it almost looks like, um, I don't know if those are contact. And it's, hey, if people can enhance themselves any way they want to, but I just think when it comes to medical stuff, you shouldn't, it's not good to put that stuff in your body, you know. Uh, and a lot of people who, who get body work done, I don't shame anybody who gets body work done, but if you're going to do it, you have to do it the right way. And some people don't. And sometimes yeah. when they put, like get injections, girls who get like butt injections or thigh injections and stuff, it, it, yeah. it counteracts um, 
you know, the chemicals counteract stuff that's going on with their bodies, and then they end up getting um, sick and have to have it taken out anyway. Yeah. Or you can die from it. You or know, you can die, right, yeah. Like foreign, something foreign going into your body, you and know. And sometimes your body does not respond well to that because your body's like, this is not natural. What you putting in me? Exactly. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I don't know if it's because, I, I think it's for a lot of different reasons that people might do it. They want to mm -hmm. appear uh, more sexually appealing and stuff. They see stuff that's going yeah. on here and it's like a trend. But yeah. people have gotten so desperate that there was a, a um, people were going into hotels a couple of years, a couple of years ago and having um, fake doctors or makeshift doctors inject them yeah. with like cement and stuff. It was bad. That is bad. And you know what? A lot of times people can die from that too. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard of people, I don't know if somebody was getting a butt injection, something, a couple of people died from that, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. when I saw this picture of Serena, it just made me. It didn't even make me angry, but it definitely made me sad because I'm like, please don't go down this road. It don't it's even. Crazy. It, almost, it almost. She doesn't even look human, you know, right she there. She doesn't look like herself at no. all. She. It was better before, you know. Hey, get you like we were talking about early in the conversation about wigs and all that. If you want to do that. The wig is gorgeous. I love the color. If that's a wig, but you know, but when you go to putting stuff in your body, you you you're doing some dangerous stuff. You know, you know her her face don't even match her legs. Yeah, mm -mm, not at all. But I mean, I feel like it's it has to be makeup because makeup and maybe she had like a a cheek injection or Botox or something like that. I can't really tell, but it made me sad because I'm like, are all these years of anti-blackness that she's faced and the harsh and critical things that people have had to say about her appearance might be, you know, yes. masculine. is that like really weighing on her to make her feel like she has to change her appearance? She she should not have had to do that. And in fact, you know, when they first came to the U.S., you know, whatever, we first, everybody looks different you know what i mean it's just like wow but then when they started you know doing some of the hair and the makeup they look gorgeous and that's what it does for us but not getting some medical stuff to make you look i don't know make you feel like you have to look better because what are the side effects and what is the stuff going to happen in the long run you know yeah well i know but what i'm saying is when they first came out to do certain things you know oh, yeah yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So definitely keep moving. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a makeup thing and just a bad picture. I, I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Cause I tell you. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, speaking of people who need to be prayed for, last but not least, even he's not a person, but he was a special animal dog. Bo Obama died, Mama. He did. Yes, you know he did. I'm talking about the dog. Yeah, that's sad when a dog dies. It's really sad. Yeah. I don't even know how old he was. I love me some Bo Obama. Mm, yeah, poor thing. Did they have to put the, I guess they had to put him down or something. They didn't find him dead, did they? Let me see. I don't know. The Obamas announced Saturday that their beloved family dog, Bo, has died. This afternoon was a difficult one for our family. We said goodbye to our best friend, our dog, Bo. After, oh, no, he had cancer? After a battle with cancer, former first dogs get cancer. Huh? Dogs get cancer. Yeah. I didn't know he had cancer. That's sad. I wonder how old he was. Cause I, I don't. Did they get him as a puppy? Oh, he was twelve. 
Yeah, pretty. So in dog years, I wonder what that is. You know, what are dog years? Seven? Isn't it seven I, dog years? For each yeah. year? I think it's seven for each year. A dog is on. Yeah, it's. He was a Portuguese water dog. Oh, see, I don't know what that is. <laughs> he was cute and black. So he was eighty-four in dog years. Oh boy, yeah. Um. All right, so those are our topics for the week. I just want to give a little snippet of how we normally do it, but I have something special that I want to do with you before we get into our our wine review and roundup for the episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in honor of Mother's Day, I thought it would be really cool if we kind of um, ground our conversation in um, just like some questions and kind of like. Um, sharing like our, our relationship and even getting to know each other better as a uh, mother and grown daughter now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some, some questions and then we'll just have a discussion. Okay. We'll do like a 21 question style thing, but we don't have to go through all 21 questions because that seems like a lot, but just mm-hmm. having a conversation because I think a lot of times um, there's a lot of value in and getting to know like mothers and daughters outside of that dynamic and as women and people. And I want to just have the opportunity to do that with you in honor of Mother's Day. Okay. Okay. So first question, I'm trying to see, should I, I'll share my screen so you can see some of the questions. Okay. So the first question is very simple. What's one of your earliest memories in life? One of my earliest memories around motherhood or just in general, in, li- in your life. One of my earliest, it's many of them, but you know, I think back to the time we had my great grandmother, mm-hmm. Grandma Alberta, and the whole entire family, we would take her out to a place called the Heritage's House. And it would be Uncle Man, Uncle Honey, Auntie Augusta, Aunt Newt, um, just all of us. It would probably be about 25 or 30 of us who would take her to the Heritage's House, which was a buffet. They had the best fried chicken. We would take her for Mother's Day and then take her for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And it meant so much because all the family was there together. And family, of course, is important to me. So I do like looking back on those. And again, around a woman who just really changed our lives, you know. I, and we took her for Mother's Day and her birthday. Yeah. You know, so. Grandma, what was she like? She was not like Grandma Letha. <laughs> she was so, you know, Grandma Letha was, was amazing, but she was so soft-spoken and just amazing. And she would always say, where's my girl talking about me? Hmm. She loved me and I loved her. You know, she was just, um, somebody you could just say can I crawl in bed and she would just hold you all night and just say she loved you you know just that nurturing spirit about her mm-hmm. never heard a cuss word or anything come out her mouth she was just sweet as gold really? how mm-hmm. old how old were you when she passed away oh I had to be in my early teens maybe and you know i have to go look at the obituary to see but it was way before you way before you were here and she actually died of breast cancer and so when they did her funeral it was like a funeral i have never seen in my life that 
was one of the you there was no sadness because it was like a um home going celebration. You know, a lot of funerals they say home going celebration, but I don't think there was a tear that was shed because it was an upbeat old country Mississippi type of funeral with the music and the everything. And then she was an usher at the church, so she was buried in her usher uniform and she looked beautiful. I didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And she was from um I think she's from Greenville, Mississippi, I believe, is where. Because Grandma Letha was born in Mississippi in Greenville, you know. How'd they get up to St. Louis? What brought them up there? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know what made them all come to St. Louis. Um, I don't know if they knew somebody here. Well, but, you know, I guess I'll never know that unless I ask Auntie Augusta. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, your turn. Question two. Oh, what's the most trouble you've ever gotten in? Me? Are you? Me. Yeah. Um, what's the most? You probably would know what's the most trouble I've ever gotten in. I don't think you didn't really. Um, I don't know if it was older shopping, say, you want to buy some food? I don't know if that was it or not. Oh, Lord. But that wasn't even, that was potential trouble. That could have changed my whole life. Yeah, that could have. We didn't get no sleep that night, did we? Oh, no, that was off. Okay, so we we were, um, I think I was just learning how to drive or maybe it just gotten my license somewhere around that time. You knew how to drive. You just knew you shouldn't have been trying to bag up in a one way and try to do, trying to do like your daddy and go out the wrong way, being late. Instead of driving around like you suppose. Let me explain the story. So we were going to a grocery store that existed back then called Shop and Save. And to drive into the grocery store, of course, you go downhill. But, you know, certain um, uh, stores and outlets, they have one-way lanes. So you have to drive down the opposite lanes to kind of loop back around to the spots. Because I can't remember if they were slanted or something like that. But the... You know, we went into the parking lot in that first row. Uh, that, a, yeah, we were right at the, yeah. We were right there. And there was an open spot there, but it was a one way. And I was technically, I should have went around the, the next row or next lane to kind of come around the opposite direction. But that was just too much when I could just, you know, do it. So so back I, up and be, yeah. So I went down the hill and then I made a sharp right into that spot, into the slanted spot. And then the car, because I made such a sharp turn, I kind of had to straighten out the, the vehicle. So I bagged up a little bit to try to straighten out the wheel and pull forward. Um, but when I bagged up, and I think it was dark, but when I bagged up, <laughs> I mm-hmm. felt a little bump. Yeah, clump, clump. Mm-hmm. And I know clump, clump, but it definitely was a little bump. It I was you, you bump. Like, what is that? Yeah. So then... Did we get out? I think we got out the car, right? I think we we actually drove around the way we were supposed to and saw the person. It was a person. It's okay, okay. So then we, okay. I guess we, yeah, she said we drove around and then we saw the person and then she's like rubbing her knee and kind of like limp. It was like a middle aged black woman, maybe, and a black man she was with. And they were walking to the store and I was, I think I asked them, like, Are you okay? And she's yeah. like, and ready to call 911. And she's like, no, 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 and then she was like, I mean, yeah, I did. I think I'm okay. And then me and my mom, we were like, we could call the police. We could call the police. Are you okay? We'll get your ambulance, whatever. 
and my heart just boom, 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 college, gone, uh, awards, gone, graduation, gone. Like my whole life was about to change. I was just so scared that I was like, what did I hit this lady? And then we were like, uh, we'll call the police, we'll get you in. And she was like, no, 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 it's okay. Don't worry about it, baby. It's okay. No, 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 no. So then, you know, we were like, oh, okay. And then the guy that she was with, <laughs> you remember the question he asked? Yes. The guy he was with, she was like, I mean, uh, y'all want to buy some food stamps? Yeah. We're trying to see if y'all okay. Y'all asking about some food stamps? <laughs> then it almost seemed like we was like, we ain't got no money. No, then she started walking straight like nothing was wrong. Yeah. Very straight. Uh, what do you call it? Scam? A, a gig that y'all do? Yes, it was weird. Very, very weird. Very weird. And we never saw or heard from those people again. Thank God we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was pretty funny. Now it's pretty funny, but I was definitely, because I was like, what if they change their mind? I was scared. Yeah. I but was. I think having a little attitude going on <laughs> anyway with during that time. And boy, I'm telling you, you're talking about humble pie. You got <laughs> real humble. <laughs> okay, my uh, question number three. This is a good question because I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. What was your relationship with your own parents like? Um, you know what's really weird because we, you know, Grandma and Betty, of course, had a rocky marriage, and so then we ended up leaving. Le she ended up leaving, you know, my dad, and went with Grandma Letha and Uncle Pete. And Grandma Letha did everything, everything, everything for us, and we were calling her Mama. And then calling, you know, unfortunately, mom by her first name and everything. So I felt like growing up, I didn't have the opportunity to be really close to grandma, baby, because sort of like, you know, your grandma, which is my mom, you know, my mom, because it felt like grandma Lita kind of took over. So we always call her mama and then unfortunately call my mom, Betty. So now, and then I, I wanted to change all that. So now I just call her mom, you know, after grandma Lita dad and everything you know we just caught because it feels better calling her mom and now i feel as close to her as ever you know and i could look back on times and be like you know that wasn't right how they treated mom or how i treated i didn't know because that was just how i was raised but i mean we all were a close-knit family but it's just that mom and i really have connected over the years as mother and daughter supposed to mm -hmm. so you know it was all good yeah yeah and i'm happy that that dynamic has kind of grown and developed over time because mm -hmm. it's nothing like having your mom. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? Love her to pieces. Yeah. And I always mm -hmm. thought it was interesting that you kind of like grew up like that. Because what, mm -hmm. what, what caused y'all to call Grandma Lisa mom? I think because Grandma Betty called her mom and Uncle Peter. So we were like, when we moved with them, you know, Lewis was two, my brother, and then I was four. So we were only mimicking what we saw. And you would think that they would say, call me grandma and call, you know, but never did change that. So we grew up saying Betty, you know, and we should never, we should have been, we should have known better, but we did, you know, you would think, okay, common sense would kick in and we would call our mother, mom. So now, yeah, I do. I never call, you know, her like that. So, mm -hmm. <sighs> what? What about your dad? 
I never knew him. I ne- I was too young to know him, but I know he was very, very abusive. He was an alcoholic, you know, hmm. and got violent, which is why we left. Right. Yeah. I remember you told me that. How How old were you when he passed away? You know, maybe 13 or something. And I remember we went to the funeral and we were crying like he knew him. But, you know, kids, sometimes you see other people cry, you cry because the tears I was crying had nothing to do because I didn't even know him. You know, and I can't remember how he died, if it was alcoholism or what. I, I don't remember why, what, how he died, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to ask Grandma Betty. She will remember, but I just, I can't remember. Well, after y'all left, you didn't, um, like, see him really anymore? Ever well, again? Him when he passed away. Never saw him ever again. I don't even remember how he looked. I don't have any recollection of how he looked at it. I was too young to know, you know. You have any, well, I don't know if anybody has any pictures. We had a picture around somewhere. I don't know what happened to that picture. I just know she had a picture of him and he had a head on, but that's all I can remember. Yeah, I don't remember how he looked at all. But yeah, he was an alcoholic and he would be, I do remember one time seeing like, you know, when you're so short to the ground, I could see my mom's legs and I could see like a chair slamming or something. You know, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's all I remember, you know, from that. And then that's when we moved out and went with Grandma Lita. Did Grandma Betty ever talk about like her experience? Really? Mm-mm. Not really. Just talked about um, the alcohol, but that, that was it. She never really said anything, you know. And she doesn't yeah. drink at all. Is it because of that, or she just right now? I said she she doesn't drink at all. Well, I've never really seen. No, she doesn't drink. Never smoke. Never cuss or anything. So she's as sweet as she can be. And I'm not saying if you cuss, you're not sweet. But I'm just saying, you know, just saying. She reminds me of Grandma Alberta in a lot of ways. When you yeah. were describing Grandma Alberta, I was like, that sounds like Grandma Betty. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Just like Grandma Betty. Mm hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think the next one the next one is you. What's something you always Yeah. What's something you always wanted to do but didn't and why didn't you? Mm, something I've always wanted to do but didn't. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if it's something that I've always wanted to do. Okay, maybe if I had to go back in time or back in college, I think I would have definitely gone out more and like lived my life a lot more um, Mm -hmm. than I than I did. You know, not just like drinking and stuff, but just having experiences, hanging out with friends, making new friends, um, fostering you know deep relationships and stuff like that. Um, because I feel like now that I'm older and I've gone through different experiences, I'm doing all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, not for the first time because I've been doing it for a while now, but I'm doing all the kind of stuff that I probably could have done in like my early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. more enjoying my life, um, mm-hmm. having new experiences, taking more risks, and kind of like not being worried about how it'll be perceived or how it'll come up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, back then, also growing up in church and stuff, there are certain mm-hmm. things I didn't wear. Like, I would never wear something like what I have on now like years ago because you know I was always taught 
and and believe like don't be too revealing and da 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 like you you know all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So I think that um, if I had to kind of go back in time, something that I wanted to do was just be more sociable, more mm-hmm. open, more brave, um, and just live life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but thank God you're living it now. You're really doing your thing, so that's good, you know. Yeah. You know, you're doing things I never did. I think I made my friends and, and did things way after high school, way after I graduated college. You know, I just got to do things with friends. And that makes me think about Grandma Bay because again, she's never had those opportunities. She never had the opportunity. I, I don't want to say not opportunity. She just never made friends, never traveled, never did anything. The first time, I think she went to Kansas City before or something, but in Florida when we were little, but I'm saying having girlfriends to do things. She didn't have that. And I did that later on in life, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just wish that she did that too. But at least you're doing it. You you you're still young and have done so much, you know. Yeah. Cause life, I mean, one thing that I know is that it'll I don't say pass you by, but it continues. It goes on and on and on. And then when yeah. you look up, you're like, dang, I, I wish I would have did this when I had the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So mine is still, I guess I can answer this question too. Um, I don't know. I just, I am who I am. So it's certain things that, and I can do that now. What was something you always wanted to do, but didn't? Why didn't you? I don't know. This is sort of like an action. I never could learn how to jump devil dutch or use a hula hoop. I don't know what it is. I try and I just, and that's something I really would like to learn how to do is just, I can't hula hoop and I can't jump double dutch. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to be able to hula hoop pretty decently. Not like super well. It doesn't even stay on me. So how do you keep it on you? I just couldn't do it. I guess, they say it's in your hips, I guess, but it's just you got to think of a consistent motion. But yeah. on the other end, I've never been able to double dutch. I've tried. I give up. I, I, I oh, look like you're doing the chicken. My legs be so high in the air trying to keep it. Some people just do it so smooth. I don't but know I what. jump in. I'll be scared because you when people be, um, you know, doing the ropes and stuff you can hear it's like yeah you can uh-huh i don't know how but yeah i never could learn double dutch. so that's something i wish i could have learned and the hula hoop so yeah. like in um elementary school during recess when girls would do double dutch and all the other stuff i would be over either doing kickball or um, yeah you remember four square did you ever know how to play that game i, I can't remember what it is though what i is four was the four square I was so good at that game. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! I, I can't it again. Mm-hmm. We should have like a summer like block party and do like those sorts of games. Um, but the premise is you have four squares and you know four people or one person in each of those squares, and mm-hmm. then the person square number one starts off with the ball and then they bounce it to you know each of the other people in the separate squares, and you have to hit the ball into a separate square without it either going out of bounds. Uh-huh. Or if the person in that square misses it, then the uh, the people shift squares. So mm-hmm. if I made it all the way up to square two, and then the ball comes to me, but I miss it, I'm not fast enough, then I'm mm-hmm. out and I have to start all the way over at square four. The person oh. from square three moves up to square two, and then person from square four moves up to square three. Okay. 
I never knew how to play. So maybe when you come home, we can do it. Maybe if we get the girls, we can do it. It'll oh be my fun. God, that was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And they might still have the thing up at the uh, at the elementary school. Central Elementary? Mm-hmm. They might still have it on the black side. Oh, we have to do that. Okay. If not, we can get some chalk and, and draw it in. Ourselves. Do it ourselves. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So this question is for you. This is a good question. Was there something your parents did when you were a kid that you swore you'd never do yourself? Mm, let me think. That's a good question, but I'm trying to think. Was there something your parents did when you were a kid that you swore you'd never do? <laughs> you know what is really strange, and this is way beyond probably what I should be saying on this thing, but back in the day, oh, something your parents, oh, when you were a kid, not what they did when they were a kid. Mm. Well, you know what? Back in the day, kids will go outside and my mom, you know, my baby's shown pictures. They will go outside in their underwear. Period. Mm-hmm. And, they, and even grandma baby, and she's got pictures. I'm like, who will take pictures if you want? I mean, just white draws, white whatever. And maybe not a top. That's something you you I would never do as kid and let my kid do that. I mean, I could see, you know, like a baby, but they were like five years old and stuff. And they would be outside playing in their like bottoms, no tops. Why? I don't think it was a big deal back then, you know. Outside and just draws. That's not even comfortable. It's not comfortable, but that's what they did back in the day. So I don't know. I thought you were saying they did that as adults. I'm like, no, yeah, that's what I said. That question, maybe as that's why I was like, maybe I didn't understand it. But was it something your parents did when you were a kid that you swore you never do yourself? Maybe give a kid a beating, like with a belt, like you know, because you didn't get many whoopings, did you? I didn't get many whoopings, but I got like one or two that I can remember. Yeah, but not like when girl, oh boy, Grandma Betty would beat the skin off of us <laughs> with the belt and this thing that came off the pool table it was like a rubbery thing oh jeez you know what what kind of stuff did she whoop you for I don't know I mean just the thing is I don't even know we wouldn't be doing anything and one time Uncle oh. Lewis he um we were, we would like to aggravate her and I was like Lewis go tell her I got in some peanut butter he's like okay and he went in there and told her and then next thing you know his legs was in the air and she was whooping him Oh my god! Yeah, he told on me. You would think I would got the whooping, so no. I was looking for snitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So. I was to grandma. Be- well, no, no, no. Let me take that back. Because there was that one time when I was when Grandma Lisa was alive, and she had said something, and you were laughing, and I was laughing because it was funny. Because Grandma Lisa did not hold back. She didn't. What's it? What's it saying? Didn't hold any punches. Yeah. She just said it so curtly, so it was funny. And it was funny. like, stop laughing. I just, and then I got, you know, when you start laughing so much that you just can't stop. It's like, can't okay, stop laughing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she slapped me so hard in my back. Yeah. That you, you almost thought she was having an asthma attack. Yeah. She had that hitting in the back thing, boy. I know. I'm like, oh, you crazy. Or something? <laughs> yeah. That's the only time she ever, like, uh, hit me. I'm like, what the world? I know. What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you feel like you, from you getting whoopings when you were younger, you consciously chose not to, to repeat that? Yeah, because I think that if you was going to get a whooping or something, it would be for something that, you know, you actually doing something wrong. And I actually think probably she had a lot of buildup anger and hurt because of what my dad did, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She didn't know how to like, express it. or Yeah, she didn't know how to express it. So I think that was what was going on. Yeah, because therapy wasn't really popular concept back then and like if right. you're in the therapy that meant something was really be wrong with you like you got a mental illness or something like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah i just i just think that that's one of the things that we would get beatings and everything and so you never got like a whooping with a belt i don't think you know not like that you know mm-hmm. yeah so, um hmm. oh i think the next question is yours how many serious relationships were in before you settled down? If you did, and what were they like? I know, but huh? Am I asking you that, or I'm asking myself? I mean, you're asking me that. I mean, I can answer, we- and then I think you should answer too. But I mean, I don't have that many serious relationships. Like two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say settle down. Settle down implies that you're married, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll say the relationship before the current one that I'm in was very um, tumultuous and mm-hmm. um, abusive. Mm-hmm. And it is not something that I will be looking to repeat. And I I think that definitely changed me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Maybe stronger, of course, but yeah, changed a lot of the things that I like kind of tolerate and the, the way that I kind of like see myself mm-hmm. now as a woman. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really grateful that I was able to, you know, exit that relationship on my own terms, even though it did take me a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely was heartbreaking. And I kind of had to rebuild myself again after like yeah. emotional abuse. But I'm happy on the flip side in this relationship that mm-hmm. I know what my tolerances are, my deal breakers, what I will and won't kind of like accept. Mm-hmm. So I'm standard. And then I'm also mm-hmm. grateful that I'm in like a healthy relationship now that's polar mm-hmm. opposite to what I did kind of experience. And I'm able to share some of my experiences with my, um, you know, current partner and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he accepts me through all of that. So they're kind of like night and day. And I just love him. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. He He's a good one. So love him. Yeah. And so. it's interesting the way we got together too. I mean, it, like us both being from the same place, but not meeting there. <laughs> Meeting there, but did you all do a function or something together? Or we something? Did a, um, we did an internship program together. What internship program was it? Huh? Do you know which one it was? Um, UNCF. Oh, United Negro College one. Yeah. When did you all do that? I'm just curious. You know how was it before? It was in high school or? No, it was in college. We were um juniors. I think I think juniors about to be seniors or something like that. Um, it was in 2016. Uh-huh. Okay, I didn't know that. And then, so you knew, so how, so when you all started dating, did you all say, oh, were you in the, did you all know each other when you were in that, you nigger, I mean, United Negro College Fund thing? Do we know each other in the, in the program? No, that's how I met him. Huh? No, that's how I met him through that program. I didn't know him before then. Oh, okay, I got you. See, yeah. I thought that you all 
had like had some type of um you were in a program with him before you all didn't know it or something. I guess I misunderstood because I thought you all um were were sort of like in the same program at one time and then years later you all got together. It's like, oh you know, I was in a such and such program. That that's what I thought. That's all I guess I had it all turned out. No. We met through that program and uh-huh. then some years because we met through that program and I was actually still dating my previous partner, the one I was just talking about in twenty okay. Yeah. And then some years I met him I mean I re met him when he moved up here. Um Okay. And then we got together then. So well, that's what I'm saying. So you all were in the program, the United Negro College Fund program together. Yes. And, okay, so that that's what I'm saying. So, um, but you all weren't dating. You just, you all were just in the program together. That's no, all. We try to act like I played him. I'm like, I didn't play him. Oh, so, that, so back then, was he liking you back then? He said he was, but he didn't say nothing. But granted, I was in a different relationship anyway. So... Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So yeah, you all did. Yeah, and I, I think that's another example of something. One of the questions: What would you have done differently, or something like that? Because mm-hmm. even in that program, a lot of the people would kind of hang out and they went to bars together and like drinking and stuff. Yeah, and I was like so laser focused on like this relationship and like making yeah. you know this person happy and having them not be mad at me so that X Y mm-hmm. didn't happen. Then I like yeah. lost a lot of time. Yeah, putting in you know into myself and like other people yeah. and like building relationships that right. last. Because he was really you know sort of like a a stick in the mud type of person, and he was just kind of all about him. And actually, what I really think it was, I just really think that type of behavior was insecurities and controlling. I really think it was a lot of insecurities. He was insecure, and the only way he knew how to deal with that was to act the way he did. Now, maybe you don't agree, but I I just feel like in some sense, he's a very insecure person, mm-hmm. you know, because when you're insecure and sure of yourself, you don't have to make other people feel bad. You don't have to take fun away from other people in order that you need so you need all the attention and stuff. So that that's a very heavy sign of insecurity to me i think yeah he had a lot that he was battling too and instead of mm-hmm. those things out well i think he did go to therapy but i was yeah. really you mm-hmm. know taking some taking a step back doing some self uh, awareness actualization he just was not in the place to do that he definitely his insecurities kind of like came out on other people yeah mm-hmm. but it's not it's not right to have you know treated you like that but i guess in some ways it can help us so who knows you know like i, I said I really, do, I really hope that he's kind of like healed mm-hmm. from a lot of that because yeah there's a lot of layers there oh it is yeah and you don't have to be any part of those layers and that's a good oh, thing. No. yeah it can bring bring you down you know it, it really can so i'm so glad that you got out of that and i'm so glad that you're where you are. No one said it'll be perfect because you're, because well, you know, we all have problems, you know, but um, I'm just glad to see you where you are right now. Thanks, Mom. Very. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess the same question for you. How many serious relationships were you in before you settled down? If you did, well, you did. And then uh, you like. I'm trying to think serious. I guess serious is when I met dad because I, you know, I dated a guy before dad and then, um, 
then him and I, so we did everything, you know, totally opposite. So if I had to look back, I would do things different. But I know that you cannot do things different if it's in the past. So you kind of learn from the past mm-hmm. and um, move on. But, you know, he, you know, Daddy and I, we went through so many things, so much and everything. Because we were young and, you know, like I said, we didn't exactly start off the way we should have, I guess. And then that causes a lot of problems when you're young and not ready to settle down. You know, we had a lot of issues, but, you know, through the years, we, we have gotten better, a whole lot better. You know, you just kind of look at who you're with and appreciate them, you know, for who they are, because, you know, there is a lot that he's, uh, you know, I went through a whole lot and maybe he was going through a whole lot too, but we stuck it out and, you know, here we are. So, I would say that if I had to do it all over again, I think a lot of things I probably would not have taken, you know, I would have probably stood up for myself more. And um, you know how sometimes you got to take a breather um, in order to find out what you really should be doing and where you should be. I think I would have done that because what I can say is life is too short. And like how what you went through, just to think if you had not, left that you wouldn't have what you have now yeah you know sometimes you have to walk away in order to find yourself you know and and heal and see what you know god has so yeah what was your hardest breakup like the thing is i don't know if i had a breakup um like i said the first guy that i met uh the thing I see, the thing about him is that he was all into himself. He was sort of like, I look good. I this. Tell me, I look like Stevie. Oh, no, he said, I look like Smokey Robinson and Howard Hewitt combined. And so he would never, ever give me compliments. <laughs> ne- it's so crazy. Never would give me compliments on how I looked. And, and, you know, the thing is, I guess I should have had more confidence in myself, but I just don't like, you know what I'm saying, growing up how I did and school and and being you know talked about and all that so he just made me feel bad so it's funny and that's when I met daddy I met daddy breaking up with that guy so I don't know if it was a hard breakup or anything but like when daddy and I started having problems then I was like oh maybe I should not have broken up with such and such maybe you know I started second guessing myself on if I made the right decision, but I'm glad I'm not in that relationship. I'm glad that I got out of that relationship because he was really all into him and how he looked and he wanted me to give him all the compliments. He never gave me compliments on, oh, you look nice and what you have on, or you this or you that, you know? So I don't want to say it was a hard breakup. Um, yeah, that's also a sign of insecurity when guys mm-hmm. are, when guys have a hard time or don't give the women in their lives that they're probably mm-hmm. yeah they because one thing i was told is if somebody is always out there being a cheerleader and if you don't give me compliments somebody else will sure. i mean hey it happens so you like, know. why are you even with the person if you don't want to give them compliments yeah. it's, so it's so strange i don't know it's very very strange so yeah very stupid. So I answered, and then you, oh, you kind of already answered that one in a way. It's almost like a. Yeah, I mean, the har- hardest breakup, Um, I didn't talk about the way that I broke up, but I um, actually wrote him a letter. Uh-huh. Because it's been a while, and we hadn't really been um, speaking. We dated for, I think, two, two and a half years. 
Oh, was it that long? I know it was that long. Actually, okay. yeah. And that those last months were really hard. We weren't, didn't really talk as much or as often or see each other as much. Um, uh-huh. But because it like got so bad, I was like, I just I cannot do this anymore. And mm-hmm. part of the advice from my therapist ended up writing it all down. And I um I think it was like a three page letter. Uh-huh. sent it off to the post office. I think it was on a Friday. And mm-hmm. I ended up flying um I ended up flying home that next day on that Saturday while I was going oh. to and uh-huh. going to Miami with uh my friend Alexis a couple of days later. And oh, it's okay ever since I, I hope that he healed whatever that was to him that needed to be healed. Yeah, I hope so. I, I really do. Yeah, but life goes on and you're doing so much better and I just would not even look back, you know. And like I said, God always gives us so many signs on things, you know. And I just think for me, I just didn't see, I honestly didn't see a lot of stuff, but sometimes we're just scared to move on, you know, but it's best. But then scared to move on or just scared of something different, like the unknown. Yeah, yeah, the unknown, exactly. Mm-hmm. What will things be like if I'm not, you know, you know, with this person? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of stuff that kind of... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Exactly. For some people, it's like, you know, what if, what will I do financially if I'm, you know, on my own or, like, emotionally mm-hmm. with this person? Right. It's a really hard. And even for people who are in abusive uh, or domestic, you know, uh, violent relationships and stuff, people are like, you need to leave, why don't you just leave? It's, there's a lot of dependency that, that's factored in. Yeah. And don't let the person have um, children. Yeah, yeah. And see, yeah, that that's hard when you got children. And when you're, emo- when you're emotionally tied to somebody, it's just not that easy to just step yeah. away at that, no matter how they're treating you. You know, it's just not that easy. Because you are like, well, I don't know what's going to happen if I'm alone or I'm this or I'm that. You know, you'll be fine. You know, you just have to know you'll be okay. And because making that first step. It's just hard. Yeah, making the first step is hard. Yeah, pushing yourself off that cliff, the proverbial cliff. Yeah. And then a lot of times, you know, I know I thought, you know, when you have problems, it's just that you think if you get out of one relationship, You'll probably be thinking, oh, this person's going to be so much better. This person, they ain't, I'm not trying to be, I'm not talking about you, but I'm just saying in life, it's just like, they ain't going to be nothing either. You know, you just have to get to know a person before you move too quick, you know? So, you know. Yeah. Uh, this next question is yours. Uh, let's see. How... Okay, so we're on number eight. Is that right? Yeah. Growing up, what did you think you wanted to do for a living? Mm-hmm. When I was a um, young child, I wanted to be a pediatrician. I always knew that I wanted to work with I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Mm-hmm. When I was real, real young, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician and, um, you know, work with kids and Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I ever really thought about the fact of being a doctor because I don't think I ever really wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, doctor. <laughs> but over time, it changed into um, I think I wanted to work in like nonprofit and work mm-hmm. with like at risk youth and those you know sorts of organizations. And then it changed into me wanting to be a teacher, which I was. Yeah, and you now, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So definitely always connected to 
to you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's always been a job that, uh, it, I mean, of course it feels like, feels like a job because working with kids is definitely work. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like, oh, I got to get up and go here every single day. It's just yeah. Fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Kids um, make a job enjoyable. Yeah. And so it says, um, growing up. So growing up for me, oh, I hope I didn't interrupt you. Oh, uh-uh, my answer was short and sweet. Well, growing up, when I was growing up again, (laughs) all I remember saying as a child is I want to be a singer. I want to be a dancer. I want to be a singer. I couldn't do any of it. So I really didn't know how my life was going to turn out. And I ended up um, just going through grade school, going through high school. And, 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 you know, I can say this as a testimony, too, because... When I was in grade school, I went to a Catholic grade school. That was one in the neighborhood, I guess, supposed to be a good school. Mm-hmm. I think when I was in, let me see, sixth grade or seventh, I actually got put back because they said that I was not doing well academically. And then Lewis got put back too. He got put back first. That school was so hard and so crazy. You know, they just had the craziest things. It made no sense, you know. But the one thing, so just getting through all that, you know, everything worked out the way it was supposed to because I ended up where I am now. This year will be 33 years on the job. So that's stable, you know, got good benefits and all that. I wouldn't have you if I had not, if my life hadn't took that turn. You know what I'm saying? It's just timing is everything. So got put back and then of course I was embarrassed and crying and all of that but it's like you know by the time I made it out of grade school to high school I ended up getting in that work study program and again ended up on this job I have 33 years met your dad you know we you know had you we got married I'm just saying mm-hmm. look how life turned out you know so I still don't know if I'm if I I'm where I want to be, but I have a stable job. But what I would say is I would like to do community work. It's really, I just, because you know how you want to just give back, you want to do stuff where you're giving. And so I'm still searching for that closure of that type of position, you know, something that my heart would definitely be into. I remember we talked about like uh, philanthropy and doing philanthropy work through the company have you uh looked at that no what what is philanthropy i'm sorry i don't know what talked about um like the departments having community um departments community outreach departments that do like philanthropy work volunteer work and outreach well i could do that we have this department called community affairs and i would love to be affairs and and that that but it's just for it's never openings in community affairs never it's so hard because once somebody gets in there, they kind of like stay, you know. But I would love to go to community affairs and just work. I if there's anybody you can kind of like rub elbows with and network with to see. You know what? That what you're saying, and I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna find out who I can connect with to get in that department because I would just love to. Yeah, maybe to have do lunch that. with them and just pick their brain or, well, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I really need a mentor. You know, I'm never too old for a mentor. Maybe I can be a mentor to somebody, you know. But I got to get myself together first before I start. Um, so this question, I'll, I'll just ask you the last two, all right? What was it like being a working mom? Um, and would you do it all over again? If so, would you change anything? Well, I would 
say it was hard being a working mom because the last thing you want to do is turn your child over to somebody. You know that one girl we turned her over, you over to. She was just horrible, a narcissist. Narcissist. Ooh. But I'm glad that you have the bond we did. But I really would have loved to just been a stay-at-home mom, actually. Because I just think it does something. You know, life gets busy. When you're at work, you disconnect from your child. Then you go back. Then you're trying to cook. You're trying to clean. I just wish I just had that extra bonding time to do. But financially, I couldn't do it. So if I had to go back in time all over again, mm-hmm. depending on if I was able to stay home, yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. You know, so I, I just think it's important to have that nurturing with your child, you know. Yeah. Full time, you know. I would love to, when I have children to stay at home for like the first year, really. The bare minimum. The first yeah. Really, the first year would be really nice. But then you got to worry yeah. about, like, will I still have a job or maternity leave and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, wait a minute. The court just popped out of this wine. She <laughs> popped out the wine. It's- yeah, it just popped out the wine. I don't know why it did that. Well, Jesus. Okay. I know. But yeah, no, but I think that'll be a good thing if you stay home. That's one of the best things you can do. And a lot of people do it, though. They really do. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the last question, I think this might be one of my favorites. I'm really excited about hearing your answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have your notions of what it means to be a woman changed over your lifetime? Hmm. I'm trying to feel like how have your notions of what it means to be a woman changed your lifetime? Yeah, I, I think that's a heavy question. Maybe we break it. I'm trying to understand, you know. Maybe if we break it down, what? What are your notions of like what does it mean to be a woman? Maybe we can start there. Again, it, you know, for me, for me being a woman, it just I think it starts with my heart because caring, nurturing, strength, um, being a leader, you know, taking on a lot of things that maybe I shouldn't take on, you know, maybe a male figure should take on, you know, I just feel like I carry, I juggle all the balls and it gives me strength and wisdom doing all those things, Mm -hmm. you know, and being able to reach out to other um, women on things and and get strength from them, like Miss Mary and Mrs. Thomas, you know, it's just being a woman. It's just, we are some strong creatures because we handle so much, I think, more than what we should. And we just go on, no complaints. We just, we one of these kind of do what you got to do type of people, mm-hmm. you know. I guess another part of the how do you, um, how has, how have you changed as a woman over the course of your lifetime? In what ways would you say did you feel like you've developed from being a young woman to like where you are now? Well, growing up, I think I had a lot, you know, and I've shared stuff with you. I've had a lot of, sort of like heartaches and um you know things being said about me and and I think that just again kind of gave me strength because I had to build myself up other people have built me up to say you know like for instance you know beauty and you know hard work it's just so because you know I went through so much and I'm trying to think how to answer that 
Um, this seems like a loaded question. <laughs> it is a loaded question, and I, I I think it's so special because like we talked about, um, you know, you growing up and you know going from girlhood to like womanhood, and I have even seen like the development in you when it comes to like your confidence and like your beauty and like um, yeah. you always been nurturing. Like I've seen the growth there, and mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful thing to see. So I just wanted to hear like your. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I have so many, I think, like, I've always had self-esteem issues just because of the things that I have gone through growing up, you know, and and then, you know, like, you and I had that conversation where, you know, we've always heard people say beauty comes from within, and I do believe it comes from within, but I also think this thing right here, because the media, because this and that, say you have to look a certain way, you have to be built a certain way. You know, those are things that I am growing in to believe in that, you know, if you, you can like my heart here, then you can like all this, you know. And what, like I said, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. And I'm building on, thank you, God, for who I am right now because I could be worse if, or the word there are there things that I wish that could change of course it is that's only being human and I think being honest about how you feel about things too mm-hmm. is growth because instead of just sugarcoating something saying oh yeah I'm this strong and I'm this you know I'm not strong all the time and you know being a woman I know that I need to get help in those areas and talk about those things mm-hmm. you know and I appreciate that from you too, because I felt like at a certain point when I was younger, you, I think you and Girl Ready are both the same way in that sometimes you hold in your feelings and yeah. you give um, much insight as to like what is really going on underneath those layers. And like mm-hmm. I say, um, within the last couple of years, at least I've seen you be like a lot more vulnerable and expressive and open. And it yeah. helps me a lot. Um, Oh, does? Oh, yeah. Because I think there's a lot of power in like vulnerability and transparency, and it helps like our relationship too. Because we're Mm -hmm. close, but you know. Yeah. Like even in this conversation, I've learned so much more. Have you? Oh my gosh. See, I didn't even think about Because I know you. Because the thing is, and I've been talking to my friends about this, we come into the world and we know like our parents as exactly that our parents. Yep. My mama, this is my daddy. But we don't really get much insight until we're older about like this is Michelle and she was Michelle before there was an Alexis and she's you know we don't really get to um there aren't as many opportunities sometimes to learn our parents as people and Mm -hmm. I just appreciate that I I get to know you as my mom of course but also like a woman oh okay well see I didn't see I never think about those things deeply and having these um meetings and you know like we're doing this is just even giving me more things to think about it's so much more that's under the surface you know than what yeah because you know i'm like the emotional one you'll be emotional sometimes but definitely yeah i'm I'm emotional but not like you you know what i mean i don't know if it's the scorpio in me or not but (laughs) yeah (laughs) watch the movies i just be crying I know, yeah, you do. You are a crybaby when it comes to movies. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate this. This was special. Yeah, this was really nice. It it was just uh, nothing I've ever done before. And I'm I know, like, oh. it's new, ain't it? Okay, but we're not all the way done because we do have to round out because we have to do, um, we'll do our next segment, which is the, the Total Wine Review. 
Okay. Oh, back to the wine review. I got to remember. Yeah. Now. We have to round out now that we've tasted and let them know what we think. You know, we also, maybe you can Google, why did the cork just all of a sudden pop off the thing? Is that, um, what is that? Um, I can't think of why it would do that pressure or something. Right. That's what I would that was, Yeah. That was very strange. Yeah. It, yeah, it either is pressure. I'm like, is this a carbonation? Or... Yeah, it could be because it just popped out and flew across the room. I'm like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> Corks pop out because of bottling wine too early and it is continuing to ferment in the bottle. As the yeast consumes the sugar still in the wine, it produces both alcohol and carbon dioxide gas. Once you bottle the wine, place. Oh. oh, it's. Oh, I did read that in this book too. Something about. um the the carbon dioxide gas that's in the Moscato that we drank is what gives it like some of the bubbles and stuff. So okay. I guess some of the pressure from that might have caused the the quirks. Okay, yeah, that's I what happened. It turned it. It just popped out. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? You yeah, know, interesting. Mm -hmm. This Moscato, um, Moscato originates from I think I believe it's Italy, Piedmont, Italy. If I'm correct, so. We know that Moscato is Italian. Get Moscato. Okay. It is. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. But yeah, mm -hmm. so let's go ahead and give the full review. Um, some of the questions that I normally ask. We, we talked about the the notes. We talked about it's light bodied. We get uh -huh. the, you know, that cherry in there. We talked about it's low viscosity. So if you had to give um, three words to describe this wine, what words would you use? Um fresh smooth and fruity yeah oh my god really twins those were almost my words i, well, I, said, I definitely said fresh uh -huh. and fruity yeah i'm trying to think what was the other word i used was it sweet or crisp one of those they crisp earlier i think yeah crisp uh -huh. be it. because it's yeah. supposed to be uh chilled yeah. Like oh, yeah. Because those tools definitely help. Mm -hmm. I like this a lot. Like I said, I don't really like Moscatos because they be too sweet a lot of the time, but I would buy this again. Yeah, that's, that little sip I had tasted good, and so far it didn't bother my stomach, but, you know, I still that's got because it. it's low alcohol. That's why I wanted to make sure that you got oh. this manageable. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and what is something that you would pair this wine with? If you cook today, what would you... Um, you know what? I would probably pair it like if I was doing dinner or something uh -huh. with a fish, like a a salmon or a white, like maybe a baked black catfish, blackened catfish. Okay, blackened catfish. And, and you know, salad and like maybe a baked potato or something. You know, something like that. Mm -hmm. I know some people do pasta, but what, what would you do yours with? I was thinking a salad, like yeah. Something that balances the sweetness with some acidity. So maybe like a Mediterranean salad. Because I like Mediterranean salad. Oh, yes. So delicious. Isn't that like Greek when you said Mediterranean? Yeah, yeah. I think a Greek salad would be perfect with this. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you that get um, some of that tartness and acidity from <laughs> the salad dressing. You get some onions, some tomatoes. <laughs> some people like olives. I don't. But the, yeah, I don't like I don't, olives in my cell. I don't like olives. I mean, yeah, I'll eat it on a pizza maybe, but mm -hmm. not very often. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it has too much of a pungent flavor. 
Yeah, it does. I, I don't, I don't, it's just, I, but like I said, if it's on a pizza mix up, then I could probably do it, but you know, not, not just on a normal basis, just having olives in a salad. Yeah, that taste is just like, oh, mm. you know. Because Breadcup or Panera, they put it in there in their um, Greek salad, but I always get oh, it. Oh, I can't do them big. Those olives are too big. <laughs> <laughs> And some people, they'll actually buy olives and eat them like pickles. You know, I can eat pickles. I just can't do it. It's just not, not, not on my radar, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So last question. No, last two questions. If you had to describe this one as any celebrity, famous person, influential figure, past or present, who would it be and why? Oh, let me see. If I had to describe it as a person. Or not describe, if you had to compare it. Like if this one was any famous person in past, present, um, who would it be and why? Um, I can't even think of a person. I'm just trying to think because it was so smooth. Would it be Snoop Dogg? I don't know. Snoop Dogg! I would would it be a smooth, but it's sweet too. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, let me think. Oh, somebody that's smooth and sweet. Yeah, smooth and sweet. Well, you we were talking about this person earlier. You could probably that would be your your answer, I guess, because you oh. came up with her. And I'm like, that's a good Loretta Devine. Remember you said Loretta Devine oh, earlier? Oh, that is a good one. I was just playing. But no, you're right. But that was your you picked that earlier. No, because the funny thing is, I really do think now, like you, that Loretta Devine. But who? There are some other sweet smooth people out there um i like to think of snoop Dogg because he's real smooth i'll take snoop Dogg. that's an acceptable because i could see why you would say that yeah just <laughs> smooth and chill and you yeah, know definitely smooth and chill yeah love snoop Dogg. <laughs> um and then the last question is would you buy this wine again Actually, yeah, I would. If I were, like, drinking and stuff like that, I, I probably would. Because mm, I've never heard of this brand or Cherry Moscato before. I thought that was interesting. That's the only part that made me really interested in trying it because um, uh -huh. of the flavor. But, yeah, so that is yeah. our wine review for this week. Um, we'll move on to our second to last segment before we round out. And that is one of my favorites, Sip on That. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Sip on that is a segment that we do where we just kind of get things off of our chest. If you have something that you need to say and can't hold it anymore, anybody you need to mm -hmm. proverbially go off on, this is the space to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess to kick us off, mine is short and sweet, but it's um, it's a pet peeve, really, that I think mm -hmm. is true. And it's when I am in stores and I uh -huh. see line, and you might have, you know, had this experience before when i'm in stores and i stand in line and there's somebody that's in front of me that i think is in line but mm -hmm. it's actually not i don't understand why that person can't be like hey oh i'm not in line but it'll the person that's in front of them will end up take, getting their order taken or whatever and get out the way and the person that i'm standing behind kind of like moves to the side when they could mm -hmm. be like oh i'm not in line like please go ahead oh, but i know yeah. that you saw me standing here behind you respectfully waiting for you to go next uh yeah, you could say I'm not in line. Yeah, I see. You. Yeah, that is. It's just inconsiderate. You know, but I don't know why people do because that's happened to me a couple times within the last couple. Of months. It just happened to me yesterday when I was going somewhere to get food, and she, the girl, she was on the phone, but I still know that she saw me standing behind her. I was like, "Why are you standing here?" Uh huh. 
did you ask her are you in line or something or you shouldn't I have didn't because i thought that she was she was standing in a place that suggested that she was in line so i didn't think to ask her right exactly now that is that's just ignorant and inconsiderate, you know. And in some cases, I've like lost my spot in line, or other people have gone in front of me when I was uh, waiting behind a person that I thought was actually in line. Line, yeah. No, it's <laughs> right. It's ignorant. So I don't know if that's the thing that people do all over, but people just can be a lot more considerate. They can, but they're not. They're, and they I also hate when I feel like I think about other people more than they think about me. Not me as an individual, uh-huh. but when I. You know, when you're more considerate of other people's time, space, feelings, all that kind of stuff, and people are not the same with you. I just feel like I'm a very caring person, too, and I feel like I go out of the way to, it's not necessarily please people, but to accommodate people. To accommodate, exactly. Yeah, and they just don't feel the same way, and they just do you kind of, you know, just any kind of way. Yeah, that can kind of hit at the heart, too, you know. (sighs) What do I need to get off my chest? There's a lot. <laughs> See, the job, that just keeps coming up. I'm like, no, I can't say that. Just say, just basically micromanaging. Yeah, micromanaging. And then not trusting that I know what I'm doing. And you come in changing everything, messing up everything, bringing the morale, but blaming us for the morale going down. Not a good thing, you know. Not not being appreciated, you know, when you do all of these things, you you can fix your mouth to say anything, but, but the actions come out clearer than anything. Exactly. You know, you so. well, oh, yeah, thanks. We appreciate you, but your your actions suggest everything other than that. Yeah, your actions. Those are just words, you know. So yeah. Um. But you ready to do the last segment? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. So our last segment of the episode to round us out, we always end with happy hour. So happy hour, we talk about something that made us smile or given us joy um, for the week so that we can end on a, end on a high note. So um, I guess I will go first. Okay, so my happy hour, um, <laughs> I was, because uh, you know, I'll be scrolling through my phone. Right. And I was on Twitter, and <laughs> there's this video of a, uh, a, a son and a mom in honor of Mother's Day. And I just think black moms are just so funny. Just, just yeah. best. He they got a um chameleon. You know what a chameleon is? Uh, it changes colors, doesn't it? It's that um because like I be getting them mixed up with iguanas. Okay. But he, he got in a chameleon from the pet store and obviously they'd never taken care of a chameleon before. And they're uh-huh. in the car, the moms, the black mama's driving. And the son is in the passenger seat and he lets the chameleon out of the bowl and the chameleon right. starts moving around the car and everybody's like freaking out. So I got to show you the video.
stick here, boo. Get your ass in that oh. damn bowl. You should have never took him out there. Oh, Lord Jesus, I'm driving. I don't do this. Oh, come on now. We got to go back to the That was hilarious to me, but I was not <laughs> Jump on her or something. <laughs> I'm glad. It, I don't know, but yep. he was moving. He was moving so fast. He was. That, that was just really funny because also I haven't seen that many black families with chameleons in them. So yeah. <laughs> um. Do you have a happy hour for the week? Um, let me Has think. anything given you a smile or a chuckle? Well, you know what? Actually, it might sound corny, but this really has. Because I've never done anything, and I know I'm live, I'm like, oh, God, nobody can see. We're recording everything, but I've never done anything like this before, and it's just you made me know how, I mean, I know you love me and stuff, and you always will, but just to take about three hours out on a Saturday night to hang out with your boring mom, you know, it just makes me, you know, like, smile because you know what I would be doing right now, don't you? In the bed watching Criminal Mind. Yes, exactly. And honestly, I have not thought one minute at all about watching Criminal Mass right now. I mean, it's been my whole focus. Of course, you know, I'm trying to get something together here, but my whole focus has been on this um, podcast, which has been really enjoyable. You know, and I see people do podcasts all the time. I've never seen anybody do it with their mom. And I'm sure they probably have before, but just, just what a nice you know, way to end Saturday night, you know, and knowing that your daughter loves you so much, no matter what, you know, can't wait to see you shortly either. Yeah. Yeah. I've missed you so much. We're separated by physical distance, but I love you, mama. I love you too. And I also want to, I really appreciate you answering like all those questions because I do feel like we're already close for sure, but I just, Mm -hmm. Learning more about you and like more about our family and stuff now that I'm. We can always, um, my hurts together. We can always do, you know, do that. Even if it's not on camera, just talking to each other, you know, about life things, you know, so. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Hurts of the Great God. Again, I am your host, Lead One, Trish Lex, and you have been listening to myself and my wonderful, beautiful, amazing mother. And I, like I said, Mom, I appreciate you so much for doing this with me. And we already have like a close relationship, but I just really appreciate the time um, and the value of this conversation and getting to even know you even better. I just love you so much. Thank you. Love you too. And happy Mother's Day to my mom and all the amazing, beautiful, strong mothers that are out there. We appreciate you this day and every day. Bye. Later. Bye.